Welcome to Dealcast, the weekly M&A podcast presented to you by Merger Market and SS&C Intralinks. I'm Juliana Needham, and today I'm joined by Managing Editor of the US for Merger Market, Tom Kane. The global pandemic has turbocharged several trends in the tech space as the way we live and work has evolved. Innovations in supply chains, warehouses and the virtual office, making buildings safer, promoting mental health and going all in on the cloud. In today's episode, we're talking about the top trends likely to drive tech M&A in 2021. So, Tom, can you talk us through the first trend, industrial robotics? Were there any deals that really signalled growth in this area? I think it's a really interesting trend. If you think about the the top 10 tech trends that we flagged this year, any company that is catering to number one or number four, so namely industrial robotics or logistics, is really in in quite strong demand. So if you think about the pandemic and and look back to the beginning of 2020, in the words of our tech editor, it was like Christmas every day in the early days in terms of people looking to to buy goods and, and experiencing difficulties because of supply chain shortages and, and really strong demand for, for basic goods. So that's been a key theme and any technologies that help with any of those supply chain issues or logistics generally uh, have been you know, very popular. So specifically for industrial robotics, we expect long time industry stalwarts like FedEx and, and UPS and consumer products companies as well, like Procter & Gamble, to be looking to to buy some of these assets, so they streamline production, warehousing, and supply chains. So technology has really helped to, to move goods in, in 2020, and will definitely be in that position in 2021 and beyond, even as, as the, the virus recedes. You know, industrial robots, which essentially use computer vision and artificial intelligence to move pallets in warehouses, or perform kind of tasks like uh, yeah, the dirty work manufacturing plants, essentially, are getting a lot of investments. And they're becoming better and also getting cheaper as well. And the pandemic's really only accentuated shifts towards that. There have been a couple of deals in the space. Um, for example, I would, I would point to Shopify's acquisition in September 2019 for 450 million of robot maker Six River Systems. But I think last month uh, we saw a deal, an 880 million acquisition of an 80% stake in Boston Dynamics by Hyundai Motor Group, which is an even more important deal in the space because we expect that to to drive further consolidation. That deal is going to expand Hyundai's footprint in the area, uh, and we we definitely expect you know companies are saying that they're catering to some of these technologies to to be in demand of further consolidation in the area. And what about some of the other trends? Um, mental health technology, men- mental health has obviously been a, a huge issue over the past 10 months with the pandemic. What are we seeing in the mental health tech space? Well, I think back to the start of the pandemic, Juliana, and I remember at the time having some, some conversations with our team and you know what trends are really going to be at the forefront and really going to be driving M&A. And you know, telehealth consistently came up. Uh, it was really one of those those areas where people you know had to use technology to access healthcare remotely you know you can't go in physically anymore so telehealth has really been a burgeoning area throughout 2020 and we saw some really interesting consolidation in the area uh, and i think to teledocs 
18.5 billion deal for Livongo in the summer, which is a digital therapeutics company. So that kind of highlights the interest in the space. We definitely expect more activity there. And, and actually, yeah, as you mentioned, virtual mental health services is definitely one area of focus. The longer this pandemic goes on, mental health concerns are really coming to the fore, I think, you know, across the world. Uh, so it's really, really in, in focus. So we expect to see some more activity there. I think companies to watch would include a company called Talkspace, which is an online therapy provider, which competes with uh, Teladoc's BetterHelp. So that's one company that our reporters have, have flagged as a potential investment target. Connected to that, meditation apps. A lot of people are using the likes of Calm and Headspace. Those companies have raised money. They're the two um, that I use. Right, exactly. Me too. I, I like the Calm app. They raised $75 million in December at a $2 billion valuation. And in June, Headspace had raised $47.7 million. So I think those kind of assets as well are, are in strong demand. Um, but I absolutely agree with your point there about you know mental health and digital mental health being being a key theme for 2021. And and kind of linked to that, what about collaboration tools? Because we've obviously had to be connected and and collaborate in different ways. We have. So so when COVID started at the beginning of, of 2020, obviously in Asia, and then you know in the spring in Europe and the US, you know, the world, much of the world really had to transition very rapidly overnight, really, to working remotely, you know, managing teams remotely, communicating remotely, and the shift towards more flexible remote working setups in many companies was already happening and was accelerated by the, by the pandemic and its impact. It's going to be really fascinating to look at the post-COVID world and see how enduring some of these trends and some of these tools are. You know, we've done a lot of work on this uh, and you know, flagged some, some interesting talking points. I think if you look at Salesforce, for example, they've bet that you know this is here to stay uh, with the 27.7 billion deal for Slack in December, obviously one of the collaboration tool leaders, uh, Slack and, and Microsoft Teams. These have become you know, highly valuable, obviously. We definitely expect to see more deal flow in related areas. One company we've actually written about is Dropbox, which looks increasingly like a take private candidate. And then you think to Zoom, obviously Zoom calls have been one of the key features of this COVID environment that we live in. We communicate with friends and colleagues through Zoom. Our kids have been getting remote schooling uh, through Zoom as well. There's actually a ton of in innovation in this area that our reporters have been, been writing about and we expect to come to the forefront this year. In fact, we actually have one CEO comment to us wanting to, to be anonymous um, that by the end of 2021, Zoom will be like the facts of remote management. So it'll be fascinating <laughs> to see how this plays out and which technologies and companies to look out for. Just a couple of names that, that our reporters have flagged up. Digital whiteboarding firm Captivo last year, which is an interesting deal in the space. And similar tools like Miro and Mural have raised large fundraisings and actually, we've spoken to these companies that see themselves as attractive targets. So some really interesting trends to watch out for in this space. And what about cloud adoption? There's obviously a, a, a huge move, which has been expedited by the pandemic, but, but was happening already with people moving data to the cloud. 
a really interesting one, and that was actually one of my favourite trends uh, that was flagged because I really liked. And I'm just going to quote from the piece here that we we just put out. For nearly a decade, the cloud has been a nice to have option for companies, and in 2021, it'll be a necessity. So that's kind of the way that the market is seeing it. Uh, the, the pandemic, as we were saying before, has accelerated shifts and trends. We just talked about remote work, uh, but but the cloud as well. You know, digital transformation has become you know something that companies have had to do you know now rather than plan. So essentially, you know, bringing the future forward. So you know that is obviously going to have a trickle effect into the, the deal making arena as well. Large cloud providers, the Amazons, Microsofts, Alphabets of this world, you know, will be you know at the forefront of, of acquisitions there. Um, but we also expect it to be very prevalent in the IPO market as well. So we saw last year Snowflake doing a re- record-breaking IPO in September. Uh, so a record-breaking IPO in, in the cloud area. That's a company that we had been tracking for years, you know, from 2016, 17. We tracked their their path to the public market. And because of this transformation that occurred last year, they were ready to go. Uh, they listed and, and you know, it was the IPO that was everyone was talking about in, in the autumn of last year. So this year, we definitely expect more IPO activity in this arena. Databricks, which is backed by Microsoft, is one candidate for 2021. Another one is Druva, which provides cloud data protection and management. Interesting space to watch this year, for sure. Great, thank you. And we touched on it a bit earlier with the industrial robotics, but what about logistics technology and kind of following on from that online food delivery? Yeah, so definitely two, again, two interesting areas. So we did, definitely touched on logistics and, you know, talked about some of the supply chain issues that that people were experiencing. And, you know, that's not necessarily going to go away even post-pandemic. Obviously, transportation is, is you know, incredibly key. So any technologies that are, that are catering to that have seen strong demand, you know, throughout the pandemic are likely to be in demand post-pandemic as well. So anything that supports e-commerce and logistics technology, you know, they've really become essential uh, and will continue to be. So we've written about some of these companies and flagged a couple of them in our recent analysis piece. For example, Flock Freight is a company that helps shippers share trailer space. Last month it raised 113.5 million. So that's an interesting one to watch. Another one is private equity-backed company Commerce Hub which was drawing interest from strategic suitors back in the early days of the pandemic. The last month actually ended up selling a minority stake to private equity firm Insight Partners. So there's definitely some, some deal activity already you know, taking place in that area, and we expect it to be prominent again. The, f- the food delivery, just to touch on that point, that's really interesting. Obviously, that's been another you know, big, big theme throughout the pandemic. And we've seen a lot of activity there. You know, we talked about the IPO space just now. You know, this was a big theme in the IPO space as well. DoorDash was one of the you know, leading IPOs in the, in the second half of last year, uh, for example, a food delivery company. We saw, you know, some consolidation in the space with, with Uber um, buying Postmates. So it's definitely a, an area where we expect to continue to see activity. And there are companies like, you know, Chow Now, Audemark, Olo, Slice, Toast, among others that, that we're tracking. 
But I think another interesting thing, just thinking back to some of our, our coverage that we've done on the restaurant space, which is interesting to mention as well, we've spoken to a number of companies that, you know, we hear a lot about restaurants suffering, obviously, during the pandemic. But some companies were able to really shift their business models to primarily digital from physical and benefited from that and saw increased sales. So there's a company called Honeygrow, uh, which is based in Philadelphia, and it's a chain of kind of a fast casual chain throughout the US. They were able to, you know, shift to, to digital, as I was saying, and, and saw, you know, increased growth and, uh, you know, looking to raise money. So I think there's an interesting shift occurring, you know, not just with food delivery, but just the restaurant industry as a whole uh, that's only been accentuated by COVID. Yeah, and it's, it's not clear here, certainly in the UK, when restaurants will be reopened. Um, and it's certainly been a time for innovation and moving very quickly. One last topic to cover, uh, real estate technology. What are you seeing in that space? Well, the real estate market's been really interesting, I think, just generally, uh, just by way of kind of opening this this question. It was actually really strong in 2020. There's a lot of demand for suburban and rural areas, for example, in, in the US, as people look to kind of move out of the, the cities or, or, you know, relocate to different parts of the US. So, you know, it really was a seller's market in, in many areas, uh, obviously, Conversely, um, you know, there's a lot of areas like commercial real estate, obviously very, very depressed throughout the pandemic. So it's a very interesting market for real estate. And what you're seeing is a new generation of real estate technology companies that are catering to to this demand and how people are you know, buying and selling houses that are disrupting the industry. So in the 2000s, you saw the advent of the Zillows and the Trulias and the Redfins of this world. Um, and now you're seeing companies providing things like virtual real estate tours, contactless building management, services making payments easier and more affordable. And we've seen an interest in this in this area. And one very interesting dynamic here is the special purpose acquisition companies, the SPACs, uh, that, that are a huge player in the US M&A market currently, having raised you know, records amounts of funding last year. We've seen a lot of interest in, in real estate technology. Open Door and Porch were both acquired by SPACs last year. And our team expects a lot more of these companies to come to the public market, either via a traditional IPO or a business combination with a SPAC in 2021. So it's a really interesting theme to watch this year. Right. Thank you, Tom. Thank you, Juliana. That was Tom Kane, Managing Editor for the Americas for Merger Markets. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Dealcast, presented to you by Merger Market and SSNC Intralinks. Listen and subscribe on Apple Podcasts and Spotify, or look out for your Merger Market news alert. For more information, check out our show notes. Join us next week for another episode.